Psalm 79, verses 1 through 13. O God, the nations have come into your inheritance. They have defiled your holy temple. They have laid Jerusalem in ruins. They have given the bodies of your servants to the birds of the heavens for food, the flesh of your faithful to the beasts of the earth. They have poured out their blood like water all around Jerusalem, and there was no one to bury them. We have become a taunt to our neighbors, mocked and derided by those around us. How long, O Lord? Will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your anger on the nations that do not know you and on the kingdoms that do not call upon your name. For they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his habitation. Do not remember against us our former iniquities. Let your compassion come speedily to meet us, for we are brought very low. Help us, O God of our salvation. For the glory of your name, deliver us and atone for our sins, for your name's sake. Why should the nations say, where is their God? Let the avenging of the outpoured blood of your servants be known among the nations before our eyes. Let the groans of the prisoners come before you. According to your great power, preserve those who are doomed to die. Return sevenfold into the lap of our neighbors, the taunts with which they have taunted you, O Lord. But we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, we will give thanks to you forever. From generation to generation, we will recount your praise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Barrett, a cheery little blue song uh, from <laughs> the book of Psalms today. Yes. Um, we got this. This song is called How Long, O Lord, um, or the psalm is titled How Long, O Lord, in the ESV. And um, it's a psalm of Asaph. And, you know, it's like the previous psalms we've been reading in recent days. This is responding to exile um, yeah. and to the ravishing of uh, Jerusalem and the temple and, you know, basically the captivity of God's people. And so this whole psalm is really an appeal to God out of exile. You know, it opens up saying, God, the nations have come into your inheritance or into your people. They've defiled your temple. They've laid Jerusalem, your city in ruins. Um, And then, you know, verse five is kind of this important turn where Hmm. the, the stage has been set, the scene has been painted. And the psalmist asks, how long, O Lord, will you be angry forever? And so that's kind of like the guttural punch of the psalm. Yeah. So, Barfi, um, I know you're a scholar. <laughs> As on I'm affectionately this. known. <laughs> yeah, yeah, affectionately known, Barfi. Mm-hmm. Um, we know you're a scholar on Psalm 79, so <laughs> I'm craving to hear your thoughts. Yeah. On- Psalm 79 is where I've spent the last 12 years. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. No, but it, it is it is an interesting psalm. You know, the thing that occurred to me is that if you just took verse 13, but we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will give thanks to you forever. From generation to generation, we will recount your <laughs> praise. Yeah. If you just take a verse like that, and I, I mean, that's one that like you would maybe even put on your front door. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if if you're a, a younger soul, you might like put it on your mirror, you know, or something like that. Uh, but it, it would totally be taken out of context of what yeah, this yeah, song yeah. is about. 
Absolutely. And so I, I think sometimes we have a tendency to do that. Um, it's, it's called proof texting where you basically extract out like one verse that sounds really good to mm-hmm. you and you use it for something else. Uh, and so it, it, just a quick word on keeping scripture in context. It, it is very, very important. Uh, we're, we don't go to the Bible to try to extract like little nuggets that make us feel good or whatever. We're trying to get into what is this passage about or what mm-hmm. is this psalm about? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you you explained it well earlier, just that this psalm is in response to the uh, the Babylonian invasion, um, what is known as exile. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've, we've talked about this on ODR a number of times, uh, just how, you know, Israel was God's chosen people and they were meant to be, you know, as Exodus 19 says, when, when God calls them to himself, that they were mm-hmm. meant to be a, a treasured possession, a holy mm-hmm. nation, a kingdom of priests, and they were supposed to be close to their God always. And they totally forsook that calling and mm-hmm. they ran after other gods. They married foreign women. They, you know, basically allowed their desires to go wild and, they ended up in this terrible state where they had, you know, bad king after bad king after bad king after bad king, a split mm-hmm. kingdom after uh, David and Solomon, and so the whole thing just kind of turned into an absolute mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the kingdom of Israel, or, or you know, at that point, the two kingdoms of Judah and Israel, mm-hmm. and um, so God sends this foreign nation to bring judgment upon His people. Um, and, and you can, you know, you can hear it in these, these first few verses, uh, Oh God, the nations have come into your inheritance. They have defiled your holy temple. They have laid Jerusalem in ruins. Mm-hmm. So the Babylonians came in and they effectively destroyed Jerusalem and they set fire to the whole city and they set fire to the temple and they, mm-hmm. they destroyed that temple. Um, you, that, that would, they could not have done anything worse to the people of Israel than to come in and actually destroy the city of Israel, uh, sorry, the city of Jerusalem and to destroy the temple. Mm -hmm. And so now you have a community of people who are sitting in exile. They're in a foreign land, uh, not in the land where they would love to be. Mm -hmm. And now they're, they're expressing this lament and, and they're basically saying, we understand now what we have done Mm -hmm. and we are so, Sorry for this. Uh, it says in verse eight, do not remember against us our former iniquities. Mm. Let your compassion come speedily to meet us for we are brought very low. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to say like, we have been humbled mm-hmm. by your judgment that you have brought on uh, through this foreign nation, through the Babylonians that have come into Jerusalem and taken us out and taken us away to this foreign land. Uh, so so, so that is the context. And, and I would I would say, um, you know, so so we're not just extracting a single verse that sounds good or whatever, but we're looking at all of it in context. Now, I now I would say, with that said, and I I'm going on here for a while. Well, <laughs> I apologize. Hey Amen. But makes it easier for me. Yeah, there you go. But um, you know, towards the end, I mean, that verse that I read. But we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, we give thanks to you forever from generation to generation. We will recount your praise. Now, this is the proper response. Mm-hmm. So when you have done things where you need to repent and be brought low by the Lord, this is the proper response. Um, th- this is probably probably not one that 
you know, uh, that we need to take out of context, like I've said, but it, but it, when you have, when you find yourself in this type of situation where the Lord has brought you low, something has happened in your life, judgment has come upon you. Um, this is, this is how we should, uh, this is how we should respond to the Lord and we should give thanks to him and we should acknowledge him for who he is and, and return to him and come back. And I think that's kind of what they're doing here in this Psalm. Mm-hmm. The, the theme here, you know, looking forward to the deliverance or the deliverer sent from God hmm. is, you know, you could, you could easily make the case that it is like the, or, you know, one of the primary themes of the old Testament. Right. Um, you know, basically from the time of the fall in Genesis three, and there's this promised serpent crusher hmm. from that point onwards, you know, all these different figures come along and sort of, I think the question that we should be asking throughout the story is like, is this the one, is this the one, um, that, that is how the old Testament progresses. And so yeah. we have here, you know, this cry, deliver us, O Lord. And that sounds very similar to another uh, phrase. You know, first of all, it's that sort of language is used all throughout. I mean, Psalm 118, uh, 25 is another, uh, you know, save us, O Lord, um, give us mm-hmm. success. And these phrases are really connected to a Greek word that's going to come later um, that we would pronounce Hosanna. Hmm. Which with which Christ is greeted when he enters yeah. into Jerusalem, the triumphal entry, Hosanna! You yeah. know they're they're shouting. It's it's this cry of like rescue us, deliver right. us to the Son of David, and so Christ enters into that again. Now, of course, Jesus is not the rescuer or deliverer that they expect, and I think we see that here. Like in Psalm seventy nine, if you think about what is what is this psalmist really asking for, mm-hmm. it's actually a lot smaller than the deliverance that God is going to offer. Mm. You know, he's basically asking for like Israel's, you know, nationalist success mm. to overcome their enemies, you know, to pour God's wrath to be poured out on every other nation except for Israel and for Israel to, you know, reap the the harvest of his compassion. And I think what is amazing about so many of these Psalms is that, Ultimately, we see God answering these prayers, but not in this expected way, but actually in a way that far surpasses the expectation of the psalmist. And in a way where, you know, God's wrath will be poured out on all evil, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. His his wrath is still overall wickedness, but that he would also pour out his compassion on all nations and welcome all nations in. And so... It is interesting to see and then how we can relate to the psalmist of like the things that we plead with God for where we do not see how God and his justice and righteousness would withhold. Um, and it's just because we're too limited to see the the master plan, mm. you know, the, the big picture of what's at stake. That's right. It's a great point. Yeah. So mm. from Psalm 70. Well, I was about to say for Psalm 79, this is Will Carlisle. <laughs> for Barrett Fisher, Barfish, Barfy, this is Will Carlisle. And we cannot wait to see you um, tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.